All right, here we go. On this episode, we discuss Trace Decay and chat about cold coffee. Does our comfy beverage taste best when it's hot, or do we just need to chill out sometimes? Tune in as we pour it all over. Hey friends, welcome to the Pour Over Podcast, hosted by myself, Dill, and Joe. Each week, we bring you our thoughts on a certain episode of a TV show, and most importantly, chit-chat about the very thing so many of us depend on each morning, coffee. So, how's it going, Joe? It's going pretty good, man. I'm in the process of moving stuff out of my current apartment to move downtown, so I kind of feel like my life is in limbo right now, but can't complain. How are you? Mm, Doing good. That Moving downtown sounds kind of fancy. Uh, I don't know if that's the case in Ohio, but... It's not really the case where I live because it's kind of a small city, but... It's it's got it's a little it's a little finer than where I live right now. Okay, nice, nice. Yeah, um, I'm doing pretty well. I I was just working on my motorcycle. Um, oh, if the listeners shoot. don't know. I have a motorcycle, but it doesn't run. And I was like really hoping that I would get it to run, and then that would be what's making me happy this week. And <laughs> I'm not there yet. So almost. Well. I hope it runs pretty smoothly soon. Um, any coffee stuff this week? Any latest pickups or great coffee shop experiences? Not specifically, although um, one of the days when I was out at lunch, I saw a new coffee shop that opened up in town. Um, so oh, I, really? I need to go check it out. I haven't quite yet. Um, mm-hmm. But kind of where... The, the part of town where I live, there's not a lot of specialty coffee out here. It's kind of on the other side of town or, like, more in the city kind of area. We got we got Starbucks okay. aplenty, but not not much else. So uh, it, it's cool right. to see because that, that shop is really close to where I live. So hopefully it's good. Um, I kind of did pr- preliminary research. Yeah. And they, they use pretty good beans, um, cultivar. So it's... Okay. Um, yeah, so I, I've heard of the beans and... So hopefully it's good, but I do need to check it out sometime. What's the vibe of the place? Um, I think it's. I mean, they're trying to. I think they're just going for like a modern kind of clean kind of thing. Okay. Um, it's it's yeah. in a shopping center, a little bit older. Um, the only reason I noticed it is because they had this really big, not archway sort of like this kind of wood thing they put in front of their storefront. Um, to make oh, it stand okay. out, which. Because where I live, it's like shopping centers everywhere. And basically, mm-hmm. if you don't know something's there, you're probably not going to notice it. But they kind of mm. have this whole like wooden display that has their name on it. That kind of kind of helps. So, mm. I don't know. But judging by the pictures, looks kind of spacious in there. Kind of clean. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, modern look. Mm. You got me thinking about the golden arches. Oh, So not yeah. like, not McDonald's, is it? No. That'd be, it like turns out oh. to be McDonald's like last second. It's like, oh. Oh. Whisper paint this thing yellow. Yeah. Uh no, hopefully not. Um if it was, <laughs> I would I would get a McChicken and then I would leave. But um Good choice, good choice. Yeah, I think it's called Mud Leaf. So oh, okay. Interesting name, but yeah. So mm-hmm. we'll see. Maybe I'll try to check it out this week and, and I can tell you about it next time. For sure. Yeah. I look forward to hearing about that. Yeah, yeah. Any uh anything new for you? I just finished my bag of dark roast coffee. 
Mm. and I'm pretty happy about it. The last few brews have been really good. Mm. I've just been taking my time um, with the pours, just going real slow and really light. And um, yeah, it's been it's been pretty good. The and I think like we discussed, the Kalita can be really forgiving. Mm. So um, you know, even without a very um, a very exact kettle or exacting kettle, it's uh, it still works out pretty well. Nice. Yeah, I uh, I actually finished my dark roast as well, um, so I need to go pick up some coffee because I'm actually out. So I didn't oh. drink coffee today, unfortunately. Wow. Um, <clears throat> I was feeling it a little bit earlier, but that's okay. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I didn't really time it that well. I thought I had a little bit more, but yeah, going to have to go pick up some new new beans. You got to get your dope, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, something random, real quick. I don't know if you saw. Uh, apparently, uh, Walmart is trying to get into the coffee game, like in, in really? terms of like having um, some. I I don't know if I would label it specialty coffee, but they're testing in the Dallas area. They're testing some like new coffee shops within the store. I, th- I mm. think they're trying to compete with Target. You know, cause every Target yeah, has a Starbucks, Starbucks in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're um, yeah. A friend sent me this link. Where they're yeah testing, I think like three or four stores in in the area, and they just wow. kind of like over by the register, and they just have a barista there, and you can pick it up <laughs> and go. It seems that seems I'm so backward to me. Yeah, yeah, like I I think it still fits into like the Walmart um, uh, customer base, like clientele. Yeah, okay, yeah, kind of, kind of their. Uh, what they're known for, like reading about it, I, I, I'll try to find the link and put it in the notes. But it seemed like the idea was still more on like convenience instead of quality, okay. which I feel like yeah. is kind of Walmart's deal. Like you go, they got everything. It's not the best of everything, but they got everything. Um, so it kind of seemed that way. Is like convenience. Um, yeah, yeah, because it was like three steps or something. Is like choose you want hot, cold, and then like oh. what kind and. That was it. Mm-hmm. So it was like fast. It seemed like it was their their emphasis, right? But yeah, so I, I thought that was really interesting. I mean, Walmart's trying to change their perception, but I don't know if it's gonna work. Yeah, like I I picture like you know like a Sam's Club model where you get your drink at the register, your drink cup at the register. You walk <laughs> over, you pour it yourself. You know they got like coffee slushies there, and you know for the kids or you know yeah. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Looking at the pictures, I think it seems like they don't even make the coffee there. It looks like it's all on tap, like oh, kinda, okay. you know, like at a bar, sort of. They kind of have those things. Um, oh. So I'm not entirely sure. Um, hmm. Yeah, but maybe that's another thing I have to go check out. They're not super close to where I live, but I thought about it. For oh, the they're sake already of out. Yeah, yeah. So like they're oh, testing it in, in the market please, here. Please. <laughs> And I was like, "Ooh, I got it." But it's, it's a little bit of a drive. I mean, well, it's because there are Walmart's everywhere. So you know, I'm used to driving past like five Walmart's just going down the street. Mm-hmm. But they're not like really close. But yeah, what kind of barista would want to work there? I feel like that would just be the biggest slap know. in the face. It's like, what? Yeah, I don't know. Who knows? But uh, yeah, <laughs> maybe another they just thing like on the find, list. yeah. Maybe the manager just finds like a random person. It's like, hey, do you know how to boil water? 
Okay, here, take put this on your put this on your stick on your uh, name tag. Perfect. Coffee specialist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh-huh. Wow. Well, that's uh, that's really interesting. Well, um, our coffee topic for this week is actually going to be cold coffee. Uh, like we shared in the quick pre-roll, um, you know, there's not just one way to drink coffee, hot, there's another way, cold, obviously. Um, so, you know, whether you put your hot coffee on ice or brew it in the fridge overnight, there's something delightfully refreshing about a glass of ice-cold coffee. There appears to be two distinct methods for making coffee cold, brewing the coffee cold and brewing the coffee hot and then cooling it down. Each method yields a different flavor profile and it adds a whole nother layer to coffee brewing. Whether that's infusing cold brew with carbon dioxide to make nitro cold brew or adding a scoop of ice cream in your coffee uh, to make a creamy affogato. So what do you think about uh, cold coffee, Dill? I like it. I mean, any way to kind of mix it up and enjoy coffee in a different way, I think helps, especially during the summer months. So yeah. I am a fan. Yeah. Um, do you like it on ice or do you like it just like a cold brew where it's like all there without any dilution? Yeah. So I think I usually do cold brew. Um, I have what's called a Filtron. It's a cold brew mm. brewer, basically. Um, I, I don't know if I recommend it. Um, it's kind of expensive and it's essentially a bucket with a hole in the bottom. Um, oh, so every time I use it, I'm like, how much did I pay for this? But, um, <laughs> yeah, I think they're, they're like quote unquote special thing is that they have this wool filter pad. Um, oh yeah. That they put in the bottom and like, it's, you know, provides a pretty clean cup. It, it works really well. So I, I do like oh, it, yeah. but you told me about it's this kinda, before. yeah, it's, it's kind of expensive. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, and, and the wool, uh, filter wears out after using it so many times. So you have to buy another mm. one. Uh, yeah, so I usually do cold brew and that makes a nice concentrate and then you kind of dilute it with water. So you, you okay. kind of see how, how strong you want it, how much. And what I actually like, because it's in the concentrate, you can add hot water to it and make it hot mm. again, basically. Oh, but, wow. yeah, I, mean, I like it because you can use really bad beans and like still taste pretty good. Kind of mellows yeah. it out, makes it pretty sweet. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, 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 that's what I usually do. Well, what about mm. you? Um, I, I don't make a lot of cold brew. Um, I've, I've done it a couple of times. I just take a Mason jar and I put my ground coffee beans in it. I pour in just a cold distilled water and then sit it in my fridge for, uh, overnight to really just no more, no longer than, um, overnight or like, you know, 12 to 24 hours. And it comes out pretty good. I, I use a sieve to, um, take out the grind, the grind. And then, um, and I think like one time, I don't know why I tried to pour it through a pour over filter, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, that's almost a little bit counterintuitive because what I love so much about cold brew is, is that kind of viscousness, that syrupiness mm-hmm. that's in it, yep. um, almost tastes like you're drinking, um, uh, I don't know, just, uh, like a really luscious cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I mean, I, I think I prefer 
cold brew, but I do like like an iced Americano. Mm. Like I, that's usually what I get when I go to Starbucks and I want a cold drink. Nice. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> a couple of times before, like I've gone to the gym or something, I've taken like a shot of the cold brew concentrate. Oh. Um, it tastes real strong if you don't dilute it at all, Not but you, you definitely feel it. So, um, yeah, I, I kind of I like the mouthfeel just because, yeah, like you said, it's, it's more syrupy. It's like thick. Right, mm-hmm. um, so it's just it's good, and it's not it's not super acidic. And that's why, but you know, since you brew it over such a long period of time, it uh, doesn't have a lot of the acid, which also means it doesn't have a lot of the flavors. Um, you know, mm-hmm. that's why I usually don't use more of the expensive beans because it's kind of wasted on it, in my opinion. Sure, but um, yeah, so it's it's a good way. It's also you can make a whole thing, put it in the fridge, and you'll have it for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I like it. But uh, mm-hmm. something new that I actually tried this week um, is I started making Japanese-style iced coffee um, or ice drip, you know, is another way to call it, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. Basically what it is is um, you do your normal pour-over, but then you brew it onto ice. Mm. So really, um, part of your, you know, however, like, my total brew weight is like what three hundred grams or something. Then a percentage okay. of that you just make it into the ice, and then you just use oh. less water. Yeah. And then as it brews onto the ice, it will like kind of melt and then also cool it off at the same time, and it will kind of mm. all equal out. So it's it's good. I, I liked it. Um, there's a video I'll put in the notes. It's kind of a tutorial by James Hoffman, but he explains it because. You know, cold brew, like I already said, kind of takes away some of the flavors. Like, you don't taste mm. all the different nuance. But with this, you can still get the different nuance flavors, but it's still cold. And, yeah, so I actually mm. enjoyed it. It was, it was a good experience. Interesting. Hmm. To give our listeners a little bit more information about iced coffee, I did a little bit research on the very reliable Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. And it... It turns out that a cold sweetened coffee drink was first uh, drank by Algerians in 1840. And they called this drink Mazagran. I'm sure I'm butchering that name, uh, which they created with or which they made with coffee syrup and some icy water. And then later, like in the uh, 19th century, they had coffee slushies. You know, in Italy, they had something called Granita al Café. And, but iced coffee wasn't really popularized, popularized, excuse me, in U.S. until the big franchises took it, like Dunkin' Donuts, Burger King, and Starbucks. And they started huge marketing campaigns in the mid-20th century. Mm-hmm. And you know, now it's like, you know, all over the place. And I feel like people still get hype off of, like, iced coffee. Like, when McCafe like puts out like their iced coffee commercials like every now and then you'll see him like oh wow it's still a thing come mm-hmm. drink it and i think oh, just recently too like other um you know stop and goes and like gas stations they're advertising it too um so it's a, a newer coffee drink in the history of coffee but uh mm-hmm. definitely a goodie yeah, for sure. I see a lot of people with iced coffee, especially from Starbucks. Um, 
I think part of it mm-hmm. is because like oh, yeah. it goes down really easy because one yeah. it's cold and it's like a little smoother, you know, whatever. It doesn't have to be a cold brew, but just like iced coffee. Um, mm-hmm. Since you know you can just drink a bunch of it, so I see a ton of people with like the huge cups. I'm like, ooh, that's yeah. that's a lot of caffeine though. And not um, to mention like uh, frappuccinos. I mean, mm. people go crazy for frappuccinos. Yeah, yeah. So I, I try to keep it simple, you know, cold brew, and now a little bit of Japanese iced coffee. Nothing, mm-hmm. nothing too crazy. Have you had a affogato before? Uh, no, so I've seen it, and it looks amazing, Ooh, but I have not had one. so amazing. Um, but you should get it next time you see it. It's like, it's basically coffee ice cream, but, mm. like, you can kind of take a little bit of the vanilla ice cream, take a little bit of the espresso, and, like, just kind of, like, mix it all together if you want to, but it's, it's super good. Mm. Sounds good. Yeah, one of the things that I've always wanted to do is basically combine that Japanese iced coffee and then like the affogato kind of thing. So basically, like brew my pour over over an ice mm-hmm. cream. Oh, <laughs> um, that's oh my I, god! I've like always, I, I occasionally think about it. I'm like, that would be fantastic. You got something right there. <laughs> um, yeah, I just never, never gotten around to doing it. But that that sounds real good. Um, yeah, you better, so. uh, you better trademark that fast still, because. You know, I'm pretty sure some big, big coffee names listen to our podcast. That's true. That's true. Next week, you're going to see a Starbucks ad. Um, like, new ice cream. Ice cream pour over, or, or whatever they would call it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah. I mean, anything with ice cream, you know, is good. You add coffee, another fantastic thing. Combine mm-hmm. them. Yeah. Yep. Um. Well, yeah, great. Uh, I think moving on from the iced coffee discussion, I think moving to Westworld for this week. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this week uh, we're talking about episode eight, Trace Decay. And a little summary for what happens there: Ford yes, erases sir. all evidence of Bernard's involvement with Teresa, including Bernard's personal memory of their relationship. Charlotte is forced to reinstate Bernard as the head of behavior and recruits the help of Lee to smuggle Westworld data out of the park. Maeve continues to work through Sylvester and Felix to get out of Westworld and subsequently upgrades her host of attributes. Maeve catches onto Sylvester's plan to put her out while she's shut down and slashes his throat. Now with administrative privileges, Maeve demonstrates her control over host and Sweetwater and allows Hector to steal the saloon safe. At the same time, it's revealed that Maeve became self-conscious when grieving the murder of her daughter by the Man in Black. The Man in Black and Teddy are ambushed on their journey to find Wyatt, and Teddy realizes that it was the Man in Black that attacked Dolores. The Man in Black opens up about his wife's suicide, and he shares that his true motive for coming to Westworld is to discover his deepest self, no matter how evil. It's revealed that the Man in Black discovers the maze as the maze after killing Maeve and her daughter and has become obsessed with finding it ever since. Teddy, still enraged, cannot kill the man in black, but gets backstabbed by Angela while Wyatt's gang creeps out from the shadows of their campfire. Woo! Ooh. Man, a lot of reveals this episode. For sure. A lot of details coming out. Man. I don't think the story progressed that much, honestly, but we just learned a lot of background, uh, background information about 
our different characters. Yeah, I definitely agree. I feel like this it's also episode eight out of ten for the season, so I feel like this is like the setup, you know. Mm. I feel I feel like the tempo increasing basically. Yeah, you know, like we're about to we're about to get to that drop, about to you know, something. We're just yep. speeding up. Um which which is fine. Like I the episode I still liked it. I still enjoyed it. Um mm-hmm. it, it didn't feel like the what was it, episode six, which was kinda of like a filler. Mm-hmm. Um, this mm-hmm. one kind of felt more like this is how that should have been. Like, mm. like you said, not a lot happened, but I feel like we get a preview into like the things that will happen next. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like, you know, everybody got a little brief shout out. Um, and then yeah. we kind of like, oh yeah, I got, I got a taste be like, oh yeah, what's going to happen in the next, um, Ooh, actually only two episodes. Oh, so, only 10 episodes per season. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was good. It was Kind of just, yeah, set up for the rest of the season, which I liked. You said that it was um, it was uh, quick or fast-paced. fast, fast paced. Did you think this episode had some pacing issues, or where were you kind of going with that? Um, I, I think, I don't know if I would characterize it as pacing issues. I think maybe I would just more so be like, there's just a lot going on. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of hard to find the cohesion within it. Uh, I feel like you had like random small scenes. Like um, mm-hmm. I think about like that that scene between uh, Stubbs, the head of, head of security, yep. and Bernard. And Bernard, you know, yep. it like that, that's like just one scene with him. And I feel like he's the Stubbs isn't really in a lot of the episodes anymore. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's just like this brief thing where he knows about Teresa and Bernard, but then Bernard's mm-hmm. memory had already been wiped, and then mm. you know, it's just, he, you see him getting suspicious. And it's just like this yeah. brief small scene. And you're like, well, that's going to lead to something else later on. But mm-hmm. then in terms of this episode by itself, it's just like a random scene kind of inserted. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So maybe, yeah, pacing or even just like there's just a lot going on, I guess. Yeah. yeah then, what, do you feel that? Yeah, I, I would I would uh, I would include that and also include these uh, the Lee and Charlotte scenes. Those are just kind of like pieced in there Mm. um and i know that it's significant for the for the fact that now we know that data is being smuggled in a in in through a host that's Mm going to be you know dolores's previous fathers can be smuggling that data out of the park yeah i wonder if that kind of will mean anything um that they're using uh mr abernathy or whatever his name is um because I was like, oh, it's like it's bringing it all together. You even the hosts that kind of just aren't being used anymore, mm-hmm. um, or if he's, but they just used him because he's someone we recognize instead of just a random host. I don't know. Right. But yeah, <laughs> I definitely felt that. I was like, oh, this kind of random. Um, they're just kind of adding mm-hmm. it in there. So yeah, yeah. And then another one which is is really significant, I think, and also surprised me is when they revealed that Logan is still kicking. Yes. Um, it just, like, appears, and I was like, what the? Um, so <laughs> Logan's definitely still alive. I I don't think I really thought that he'd be gone. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, so I was just like, well, this obviously is also going to lead to something else, but not in this episode. Yeah. So. Um, it, so, so Logan still being alive is, maybe Logan is necessary for William's, evolution into the man in black. Mm. 
<laughs> yeah, I feel like this episode, man, like really, I, I don't know if they're actively trying to confirm that or what, mm-hmm. but I just felt like, hey, yeah, that it, it was a thing. <laughs> like, I see it now more clearly yeah. than before. You know, I think it is pretty obvious when um, they they see that the other, the, the host that basically introduced William while when he first came like in the dressing room is like oh pick yep. your clothes or whatever I think her name's yeah. Angela Angela the man yeah. in black and Teddy like save her or, or find her and then he recognizes her and mm-hmm. I'm like well that's that's not very subtle but okay um, <laughs> assuming that's what they're trying to say um, right yeah he just he just straight up says I guess Ford doesn't want to waste a pretty face so, you know, it's kind of a direct line to William, uh, because that 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 line that the man in back the man in black delivers would be just kind of a throwaway line if it didn't mean anything. So, we have to assume then that, you know, there's that connection there, and then there's that connection in the beginning. But mm. I don't know. And it's also confirmed that. Man, the man in black really is kind of this good guy in real life, and that he is a philanthropist. He said he's mm. he says he's a titan of industry. He shares about his family and how his wife committed suicide. Um, the first thing he said that was that he was a god. So I don't know if that's like um, like a colloquialism of the time. Like there's people mm. in that world that are considered quote unquote gods, or he was just saying that to say he can kind of do whatever he wants in Westworld. Yeah, I uh, I, I think I, I appreciated his, you know, little heart-to-heart there with Teddy. Um, <laughs> I feel like, you know, you get a little bit more info. Like, he's not just this bad dude just because. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I don't, I wouldn't agree with the way he's responding. Basically, all of this is, like, a response to his wife's suicide. Um mm. And like I, I, you know, but that's yeah. that's a whole other thing. But so it's interesting, I think, just yeah, to get some of that little backstory, um, which you know shows you kind of a little bit of his feel, a little bit of his like motivations. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I would say just learning about the man in black in this episode, and then also seeing all the terrible things that other people do in this show makes you like him a little bit more and feel like he's not the only bad guy, you mm. know, like he's done some pretty terrible things, but I mean, we've got Charlotte who's like kind of masterminding this, this kind of like, I don't know, sinister plot in the background about smuggling data. You got mm. Ford who is just killing people with his hosts. And, you know, Maeve is like a little bit scary now too. Cause she's like, you know, you don't know what she's going to do with her new powers. Yeah, true that. Um, she she's like in got total god mode now, <laughs> mm. and yeah, I don't. I I don't know if I like that development. Like, I mean, it's mm. it, it was moving toward that direction with the previous episodes, but mm-hmm. I'm like, once basically, yeah, once a character gets too much power, it just doesn't feel like as interesting anymore. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, we we haven't seen what she's gonna do yet. Like, what happens? I mean, she's still like trapped, right? You know, it kind of yeah. episode leaves off with 
people like the the cleanup crew like coming to get her still getting her yeah yeah because they're, they're still being tracked right and they're like oh like there's something wrong with Maeve like you know her behavior is wrong and off mm. um so you know she's still not like you know not like Ford ultra powerful or something quite yet um but yeah so it's, it's an interesting development and then when she actually slashes Sylvester's throat though yeah. I was like oh shoot um, I was both like, oh, okay, yeah, he's gone finally. Um, but also, <laughs> like, oh, like she she can actually do it now. Um, mm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, because at first there's always a threat, right? Which right. the question was like, yeah, like when, like, is this actually gonna happen? Like, when will we see a host kill a human, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then they do it, and like, you know, we we've talked about how Sylvester's not her favorite character. But yeah, mm-hmm. I, I still I still felt a little bad for him. I was like, oh well, <laughs> I don't I don't think anyone should go that way. But um, yeah, but, but I mean, so they they save him though. Yeah, yeah. He's at least more interesting than Felix though. Felix doesn't oh, yeah. even have a personality at this point. Yeah, I'm pretty much like Felix. Nah, man. Like you don't. It it doesn't really matter to me what happens to him at this point. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of sad. Yeah, I'm a little bit confused by Maeve's, um, you know, motive, because she said she wanted to get out of the park, but then she wants to get back in the park to get her own host army. So I guess I'm kind of like you. I I don't know where it's going to go from here as far as what Maeve wants to do or where the show's going to take her. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it seems like, I mean, she's trying to build an army, I think, to help her escape, I'm not sure. Oh. Um, or she could just be like, just trying to assert her dominance now, because mm. um, mm-hmm. she can basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I thought I thought it was interesting that all the hosts have bombs installed in their spine, basically. So yeah, if they leave, they, they blow up. It's like, oh, that's kind of just like an easy <laughs> write-off kind of thing. Yeah. But it also makes sense. Like, okay, like that that is something they would do, I think, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, um, some kind of shutdown system. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, so I'm I'm not I'm not sure. She's still pretty interesting. I think she's still one of my top characters currently. Mm. Um, but yeah, I don't know what what she's trying to do because she's yeah. still like she she still has the handicap basically of the flashbacks to her daughter and the man in black. Mm-hmm. Like that's still hindering her because it's it's, it's explained that their memories because they're perfect because you know they're not human. Um. They mm-hmm. their memories basically they just they can't tell the difference between mm. current reality and a memory because they basically just relive right. it, right? Um, and then she kind of goes through that and ends up, I mean, killing the new Clementine, which I mean, oh she, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was random. Yeah, I was like, oh, a new Clementine, that's kind of weird. But then they kill her, so I'm like, okay, whatever. Um, <laughs> but I guess she's a host, so she'd come back. But yeah, so I think that's still. Um, so still keeping it interesting, kind of balancing her out. Um, yeah, but that that's interesting. They're kind of like bringing it all together, I guess. You know, like Man in Black kind of reveals his, more of his background a little bit as Maeve remembers, like, experiencing his kind of 
post wife uh, funeral kind of rampage coming in just to kill people and stuff. Um, yeah. So it's like it's all connecting, all it's all overlapping. Yeah, the the maze thing threw me for a loop though. I didn't understand what that was. Like a maze just appears underneath Maeve's body. Yeah. I, I, I was I was kind of confused. The only explanation I could think of is like while she runs out with her daughter, she like makes mm-hmm. it in in the ground. Oh. Like she's like crawling in the dirt or something. <laughs> it, like okay. I that's the only explanation I could think of. Yeah. Unless like because he killed a child, like Westworld uh-huh. made it appear. I'm okay. not. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure. That that was pretty confusing to me too. He he's just like, and then the maze revealed itself to me. Yeah, <laughs> it zooms like out. I was like, circle. what? Um, it's kind of strange. Yeah, something something interesting. Um, I noticed is like in the scene, kind of after Maeve's daughter gets killed, I think it was Ford and Bernard that are kind of um, working on her, and they're saying that mm-hmm. she has some behavioral problems or whatever. And like, real quick, it, it shows, mm. like, on the little tablet that Bernie has, and it shows, um, I think it says, like, cognition fragmentation or, like, personality fragmentation or something like that. And oh, that little okay. symbol actually looked, it looked to me a lot like the maze symbol. Oh, um, shoot, I got to go back and see that. Yeah, so I mean, it kind of looks like um, if people are familiar with like when you defrag your hard drive, you know, if you do that mm-hmm. on like a computer, it's like little blocks and stuff. So it's not like a oh, one wow. for one, kind of the same, but like real quick, that just kind of like when I first saw that, I was like, that kind of looks like the maze. Um, yeah. So I don't know. That's like a small, maybe non connection, but yeah, which, but I thought that maybe connected. With like the idea that maybe she just like crawled in the dirt and made that shape, um, <laughs> but I don't know. Interesting. All right, well, let's go to Bernard and Ford then. Um, what do you think is going on with that dynamic right now? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I feel like they enemies. Yeah, basically, it's kind of like Ford is this um, dictator type of guy, and Bernard is. I feel like he's working up to a rebellion of some sort, you know, mm-hmm. some some type of coup. Um, yeah, because he's 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 asking questions, so he's not like actively like just going crazy. But um, right. I, I thought it was interesting that they were having a conversation, um, and basically like asking the difference between humans and hosts. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, because Bernie asks, he's like, well, like these things do I that I experience are they are they real? Then you know, since I guess he. Views himself as technically not real. Mm-hmm. Um, but Ford has a really mm. interesting response. Um, he's basically he he says consciousness doesn't exist. Mm. Like I don't, and he says like basically humans are on their own types of loops, and like he's I, I guess he kind of views humans and hosts on a on a level playing field in some ways. I'm I'm not really sure. Um, mm. I, I don't know how you took that conversation. Um. Well, when you said conscious consciousness does not exist, it, it made me think about philosophy one hundred and one. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a Descartes said, "I think, therefore I am." Mm-hmm. So Descartes would argue that consciousness exists in the presence of a cognition. So if you can think, then, or I guess your existence is is uh your your thinking is is evidence of your existence. So. Mm-hmm. I wonder if Ford is like 
opposite to that, like, um, I don't know, like, like, even if you can think, even though you have cognition, you might not be alive. Like, they had that comment about how, like, he can feel lifelike, but he's not alive. Mm. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I really like, I really want to dive into it, but I feel like that's the, that's the mistake I made earlier in the season where I just, I tried to analyze it too much. Mm. <laughs> but, um, I don't know. Ford is very, he's just very practical and very cerebral with his understanding of humans and hosts. Like when he was describing, um, that whole thing about how humans are on loops as well to Bernard. And he was like, yeah, there's not really a difference. There's not really a threshold. There's not really a inflection point where a host becomes a human. So I'm just like, okay, then what do you believe Ford? And, mm. and if you do believe there's no difference, then, um, I don't know, but he's just, he's just so emotionless about explaining that. Yeah. I feel like his, his end game is still unclear. Like it's kind of vague. Like he's trying to maintain the park and all of his like work, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but more than that, it's still like, you know, his motivations are still kind of unclear at this point. Um, yeah. But still, like, I, I think this whole episode e- even furthers the, I think, the opposition of, like, Ford versus Arnold. Um, mm. And, like, even that idea, Ford is like, consciousness doesn't exist. And then when he, in a few episodes ago, he's talking about Arnold. When he first introduces Arnold... He kind of describes Arnold as, like, trying to reach, like, consciousness for the host, or he's, like, trying to understand it, and, like, kind of, like, that's what he's moving toward, but then Ford is, like, Mm -hmm. no, it's not even a thing. Um, Yeah. And then I think the man in black in his conversation with Teddy, I think, um, basically has a line where there's Ford's game in Westworld, but then there's also Arnold's game. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I guess the man in black is playing Arnold's game. It seems like, um, mm. yeah. Arnold's game of, of trying to, trying to experience what is real, like, uh, like a game with real consequences. Yeah. I think it's like this pursuit of purpose slash meaning in some mm-hmm. ways. Um, it, it's my understanding of mm. what the man in black is trying to go for. Um, but yeah, which is kind of like, uh, embodied by the maze. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, okay. That's, that's interesting. Cause like, so Arnold is all about seeking purpose and like living life with true consequences and with, um, you know, because there are consequences, then you'll avoid certain actions or I don't know. Hmm. And then Ford's all about like the lack of purpose and, and like, I guess, is that, is that nihilism? Is that, is that what that philosophy is where like life has no purpose? Hmm. Hmm. Um, you just kind of do what you do to live and then you die. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's a kind of bleak for Ford. Um, I also, it made me wonder like, because at, at the end of Ford's conversation with Bernard, he basically tells Bernard to, like, not to think about it. Um, mm-hmm. 
And I think it, it kind of has this, I forgot what the exact wording was, but it's basically like the hosts have freedom because they can forget things or like their memory can be like wipes in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, yeah, don't, don't get too far into it because you might lose yourself in this kind of pursuit. And that I feel like he was alluding to Arnold because right. um, Arnold mm-hmm. was just really, I mean, he lost himself and somehow like, you know, died or something. Um, mm-hmm. But with that, it like made me wonder, was, was Arnold a host that Ford originally made to help him? Hmm. Um, cause it like, it just feels like there's that illusion there, that parallel between like Bernard as this host assistant to Ford. Um, mm-hmm. and then like Arnold just like went too far maybe, and then ended up dying and then Ford made Bernard or something. I, I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. so, but, but, yeah. but Bernard could also be a human and Ford still, you know, trying to convince his partner who's a human to not pursue these things. and then. Mm. Arnold still die? Yeah, that's true. It's possible. So I, I don't know. Yeah. Maeve said something interesting when she was um, kind of accessing the, <clears throat> excuse me, the developer pad, and she, she was like, she gave it back to Felix. He's like, I've learned all I need to know. And then <laughs> she goes on this monologue, and she shares that you know something to the effect of like hearing two minds are arguing against each other and like the complexity of that. And then she pauses, she goes, who is Arnold? <laughs> and then that just reminded me of like the, the Elsie moment yeah. <laughs> where Elsie was like, Arnold, <laughs> but, um, like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe the two minds signify Arnold and Ford. So, mm. uh, maybe they were two different minds, two different people, or, if two minds are in one and they are arguing with each other, maybe the original creator was actually Ford and Arnold, and then mm. they split their cognition into two different hosts. Mm. Yeah, yeah uh, that's like a that's yeah. like a long shot, but it could be. I mean, it's because the the code is like the the embodiment of Arnold that that we get to experience right now, since he's supposedly dead. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, he's like in there, he's like still living, even though, you know, Ford is a, is a character that's there. Arnold is still like this vague idea, um, yeah. of, of a person, of a thing. And like, but he's still very much present through like this code and like all this other stuff. So yeah, I don't know. It seems like maybe they kind of had, because they had their dispute or disagreements, um, mm-hmm. maybe like they were fighting in, in the code somehow. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Anything else? Um. Is uh is Elsie dead? It's <laughs> <laughs> a good question. Because uh, there, uh, there's that scene. Because during the Bernard and Ford conversation, Bernard asks, "Is like, have you ever had me do that before?" Like referencing right, killing right. Teresa. And then yeah. Ford's like, of course not, Bernard. Um, but then and Bernard like scene. has a quick like flashback of yeah of like grabbing someone, I think. And I, I wasn't really looking that closely at the screen, but I was like, Oh, was that when Elsie got like kidnapped? Um I, mm. I don't know. But Yeah, like is that Elsie? It it looked like her. Yeah. Um but he he wasn't there when she got kidnapped. Oh, that's true. They they were 
were they on the phone? No, uh, that, that was like yeah, they were. Yeah, hmm. they were on the phone when Elsie. Well, oh wait, was Elsie on the phone when she got kidnapped? No, no I feel right? like that was after. Like she calls mm-hmm. Bernard and is like, "Oh, it's Teresa," you know, whatever. Um, and then Bernard yeah. looks at Teresa, but and then I think at that at that moment, um, she. She's like just going through the computer and stuff, so I don't think she was oh. on the phone anymore. Oh shoot! So I don't know if like Bernard just like booked it from Teresa's to to <laughs> wherever Elsie was, um, just yeah. to grab her. But oh my god, yeah, um, interesting. That, yeah, that 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 feel weird if that was like the end of Elsie. Like that's it. Um, I I, I don't know. Like it feels kind of incomplete or unsatisfying in some ways. But well, yeah. we still have that host body that we don't know who's gonna go That's to. That's true. That could be anybody, dude. That could be, yeah, could be anybody. Uh, there's still that underlying question: is like, who's, what's real? Who's a host? Yeah, who's human? Right, just like Delora said, what's real? Is it? Is are you real? Is this place real? Am I real? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Um. Yeah, do you have any other thoughts on this episode? Um, not really. I mean, just some quick like Easter eggs when Charlotte went underground and the doors opened up to that freezer bay with all the hosts. The logo there was like a different logo than the current logo. Um, and then Angela, the one the one that um was recognized by Man in Black, she's kind of been in all the different timelines that we've seen yeah like the even the one where dolores went to that old town that she's from she was one of the um hosts that were i don't know if she was dancing i think she just walked by and she had like an umbrella so she's an old she's an old host as well and um and yeah i mean it's it's just it's just interesting kind of seeing those little easter eggs yeah, it kind of all ties together somehow, but we're not quite sure how, especially if this William as Man in Black thing is true. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like I would have to go back and reprocess everything um, oh, in their God. own time. But I think that would be too much. Yeah, my, my I think I would have some um, cannot process user error <laughs> like we right. had. Yeah, improvisa- improvisation error. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, I'm interested to see, I guess, how the season ends. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, they kind of they they have all the pieces in place now, and like everything is about to get really interesting. I think, I mean, more than yeah. already has, but um, yeah. So I, I think it'll it'll be good next two episodes um, to finish out the season. Yeah, and there hasn't been a trace of decay with how fun this show has been so far. Woo! Bars. <laughs> That's right. Ooh, fire. Um, oh, that was lame. Yeah. Cool. Well, if that concludes our discussion of the Westworld episode, move on to our last section. We always like to end our podcast with the question of what's making you happy this week. So, Joe, mm-hmm. what's making you happy? I think what's making me both happy and very nervous is just moving into my new place mm-hmm. on Thursday. Uh, I'm trying to pack up all my stuff right now and 
I realize I have a like a lot less stuff than I thought. Oh, but it's it's just it's just another thing on my plate this week. But I, I'm happy to be moving in. Yeah, yeah. What about you? Yeah, I mean that it usually goes the other way around, where people have more than they think they do. Mm-hmm. Um. So that's that's a blessing in disguise. In some. Oh, ways. and I'm gonna get Ethiopian food with Jason uh, next Friday. Hey. So shout out to Jason Lee. Yeah. Yeah, listener since uh, you know episode one. Oh um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's cool. Um, it'll be a new a new spot yeah. to record in, a new spot to drink coffee and watch Westworld in. Same um, deal, different place. Yep, yep, yep. What about um, you, man? For me, uh, this week I went to this fried chicken joint that was real Ooh. good. Um, Fuego. For for the people that don't know me, fried chicken is basically my favorite food. Um, mm. Fried chicken, then maybe mac and cheese, um, mm. or just Fair. together. It would would be fantastic too. Um, mm. But yeah, I went to this place called Mike's Chicken in uh, Dallas, and uh, a lot of people have told me about it um, and recommended I go check it out. I finally got around to it, and yeah, mm. it, it was really good. Um, it's it's interesting placement because it's like the building it's in is most most of the building is a laundromat, but okay. then they have a door from the laundromat to Mike's Chicken. So I assume like people doing their laundry and then they go while they wait go eat some fried chicken. Um, but yeah, it was really good. They had like you could get it spicy or not spicy, and their spicy is actually spicy. I mean, Ooh. you know, I, I think it was like Popeyes or something kind of has the option too, but it's not really spicy. Uh, but with Mike's, it definitely was. Um, mm. But yeah, it was really good. I always loved me a good meal of fried chicken. Mm. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> uh, real quick, top three chicken places. Top three. Oh, um, I think I got to throw Mike's in there somewhere. Um, okay. And then in terms of like fast food, Golden Chick is is a yes, go-to sir. for sure. And otherwise, uh, there's another place called Bubba's in Dallas mm. that's uh, really good. So right there. Nice, nice. Yep. So uh, thanks as always for pouring it over with me. And thanks everyone for tuning in. This was a Pour Over podcast. You can email us at pouroveershow at gmail.com and tweet us at pourover underscore show. Our artwork is by Daniel Liu. You can find him on Instagram at herecomesdaniel. Music is by Joshua Yin. You can listen to his other tracks on soundcloud.com, Kid Majestic, one word. Thanks for joining us and keep brewing. I keep butting into you. I just I'm so excited about that fried chicken. Yeah. It's like tell me about that chicken. Yo, yeah, I'm I'm excited about it too. So it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so did they put the spice on top of the chicken or was it like tossed in like a like a spice like Yeah, I think it was tossed sauce. in it. I mean like not not sauce, like I think it was part of oh. the batter or something. Um oh, or okay. or they maybe like after they fried it they tossed it. I'm not I'm not entirely sure. Um but yeah, it was actually mm. maybe like 
too spicy in the sense that like, I oh. might I might not get it spicy next time. Yeah. Um, but it was good. And they had a bunch of different sauces like you could get um, that they make. And those, yeah, it's it all good. It's actually, I mean, because it's like in Dallas, I, I kind of thought it would be a little more run down. But inside, it's actually like really new and kind of kind of modern looking. Um, oh, wow. So I was, was kind of surprised. Um, yeah, it's kind of weird. Like, we, I was there with a couple of friends, and um, there are, like, a couple <clears throat> other people there, but it's mostly empty, you know. It, it's not a big city, seating area, but, you know, there's probably, like, I don't know, like, eight, seven or eight <clears throat> tables or something. Um, and this, <clears throat> this one guy comes in to eat, and he chews like, all the tables are pretty empty, and he chooses the table right next to us. <laughs> um, and he's just like sitting there by himself while like the three of us are talking, <laughs> and I was like, "Hey, this is kind of weird." <laughs> um, and like probably through our conversation, he, oh. he eventually gets up and leaves. But one of my friends uh-huh. was like, uh, "The guy was on his computer, but he's like that guy totally took out one side of his earbud to listen to our conversation." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. He didn't like ask you for some chicken. No, I mean I, he had chicken, so he, he's all right. Oh, I see. Yeah, and he's—I yeah. think he's either doing homework or like watching a show or something on his laptop while eating. Um, oh, so, okay. Yeah, but I think we were having like a weird conversation, so I think he like kind of heard a little bit and then like slow, like try to subtly yeah. take out one one earbud so he could keep listening. Oh my gosh! Um, I, I don't know. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Also, Have Mike's chicken a... was pretty affordable. Oh really? In my, How much yeah, is it? there's like, a it was a three piece um dark meat plate with two sides. It was like nine dollars. Ooh. Ooh, okay. So I was like, oh not bad. I thought it'd cost yeah, that's more. It's reasonable. Yeah. I mean it's not like crazy cheap, but like, hey, you know. Not breaking right. the bank. That's like it's like between golden chick and Bubba's. Yeah, yeah. So it's like one dollar sign, you know, still. So mm. yeah. Have you had a Henderson's chicken before? Nah, where, where's that? It's a. Uh, it's kind of in like uh, a little bit more seedy part of Dallas, mm. but uh, I used to go to it when I was doing AmeriCorps. Yeah, and we were in kind of that part of town. But uh, yeah, it's like a fried chicken place, and they have, um, they they have the chicken. Usually get it with fries, and they throw some pickles on it, mm. and it's all on top of a uh, slice of bread. Ooh, yeah. So um, it's it's kind of like uh, I don't know if they actually put it in like hot sauce, so it's yeah. like a hot chicken, but the juices get into the bread. Nice, and then you just eat the chicken and you take a piece of bread, eat some fries, yes. pop a pickle. It's good mm. stuff. Oh man, man! If I if I, if I went back and, and restated my my three, I would probably throw in like a Korean fried chicken option in there. Uh, I, I did American chicken for all three, but you know, either way, it's all mm. good. it's all good. There's so many levels to it, you know. Yeah, so everyone's many got fried and chicken. levels, and yeah, yeah. Much love to the chicken. Yeah, dude. 